With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sota Daf Mem Beis, page 42. We begin on the bottom of Mem Aleph on Mem Beis, page 41a. V'amar Rebbe Lazar, three lines from the bottom. V'amar Rebbe Lazar, kol hamachnef lechavere, or l'rasha, whoever flatters an evil person, soif nefil biyadoi, in the end he's going to fall in his hands. V'meinu nefil biyado, if he doesn't fall in his hands, nefil biyad banov, he's going to fall in the hands of his sons. V'meinu nefil biyad banov, if he doesn't fall in the hands of his sons, Nefil biyad ben benoi, so he's going to fall in the hands of his grandson. Shenemar, as the verse says, Vayemer Yirmiya lechananya. Yirmiya said to Chananya, Amen, Ken yasa Hashem. Yaakov Hashem is the Varecha. So Chananya was a false prophet, and he said that the Jews would return back to Israel within two years, which was, of course, Shekhar, it's not true. Yirmiya had been prophesying that they would come back in 70 years. So Chananya said, No, they're going to come back in two years. So Yirmiya replied and said, Halavai, I wish that Hashem would talk and make your, your words true. So he flattered him. Uchsiv, and therefore it says, Ayihi, we go back on, we, we start on the top of Bezim and Aleph, Ayihi hu b'sha'ar binyamin, he was in the gates of Benjamin, v'sham bal pekidais, there was someone there in charge, v'shmo Yireya, ben Shlomia, ben Chananya. Yireya was the grandson of Chananya. Vayit pois es Yirmiyahu anavi, he grabbed Jeremiah, Lamor, he says as follows, You're going to fall in the hands of the, Chald- the Chaldeans. Yirmiyahu says, Sheker, it's false. It should be, I'm not going to fall. Allah caused him. The governor, etc. So he grabbed Sarim, And he brought him to the princes. So we see that what happened. So he said flattery to Hananya, and he fell into the hands of Hananya's grandson. Amar Wilazar called Eda any group of people that has within it flattery. Meusa Kenida is disgusting as a Nida, someone who is has to be distanced from her husband. Shenemar the verse says, Ki Adas Hanaf Galmud. The group of people who are flatterers, they are Galmud. We're going to see exactly what that means. Shekain Bekrochayom Karnlanida Galmuda. Because in the cities on the sea, so they call Anida, a woman who is menstruating, Galmuda. My Galmuda, what does it mean, Galmuda? Gemula da Mibala. This woman is separated from her husband. So a group of people who are flattering, so they're separated. They're, they have to be separated just like Anida, a menstruating woman, is separated from her husband. Ramar Bilazar called Ida. Any group of people that has within them flattery, the Saif so they're going to end up going into exile. Ksiv Hacha says over here, Kedas Chanaf Galmud, the group of people who are flattering, so they're Galmud. Ksiv Hasim, elsewhere it says the same word Galmud. You'll say in your heart, Who has birthed for me these? Ani, Shchula Vegalmuda, Goyla Vesura. We see the word Galmuda which means separated. Also, right next to it, it says, Goyla, which means has gone into exile. The government, etc. So we, so we see a group of people who are flattering, so they're going to go into exile. Amir Birmia, Bar Abba, Birmia Bar Abba says, Arba Kitois, in Mechavis Paneshchina, four groups of people do not receive the face of the, the Divine Presence. Kat Leitzim, the group of people who are scoffers. Vekat Chanifim, the group who is flatterers. Vekat Mishakrim, Shakranim, the liars. Vekat Mesapilashnar, those who speak uh, slanderous words. Kat leitzim dechsev. The verse says in regards to scoffers, Meshach yadoi es leitzitzim. Hashem has removed his hand. He's taken himself away from the scoffers. Kat chanifim dechsev. How do we know by the flatterers? As the verse says, Kilay lefanov chanaf yavoi. So before him, no flatterer can come. Kas shkarim dechsev. How do we know that those who lie, 
they don't come in front of Hashem. As the verse says, Someone who speaks false will not be able to come before my eyes. We know that it's talking about that even those who speak slander, even if it's true, as the verse says, You're not a God who desires evil. You're not interested in evil. You are righteous, Hashem. No evil will be in your place. So this is reference to those who speak Lashon Hara. As the verses say there elsewhere in that exact chapter, it says, Because he didn't say correct things. We will come back to you. Chapter Elu Nemarin. We need to chazer. We need to always go over the Gemars we've learned. Otherwise we shall, heaven forbid, forget them. We continue now. Mashuach Melchama. Someone who has been anointed a Kohen, a priest who's been anointed for the war. When he would speak to the people, he would speak in Hebrew. And it will be when you come close to war. The priest will come. This is reference to the Kohen who is anointed for the war. So they sh- he shall speak to the nation. So this teaches us, it has to be in Hebrew. The Gemara is going to explain how we see that. He says to them, Hero Israel, etc. For your enemies, so all of this, all the things that we say that you're supposed to do is only to your enemies, but not to your brothers. Not if Yehuda is fighting with Shimon, and not if Shimon is fighting with Binyamin. That if you fall into the hands of one of your brothers, one of the brother tribes, so if if the, if you're fighting and such a thing happens, so then you have to have mercy on them. As the verse says, those they got up those people who had been chosen, and they took the the captives, we call Hilbishu, all of their nakedness they clothed, from that which they had taken as plunder. They dressed them, and they gave them shoes, and they gave them food, and they gave them to drink, and they anointed them, and they led them on mules, all those that had stumbled, they brought them to Yericho, to Jericho, the city of the date palms. Next to their brothers, and they returned back to Shomron, etc. So we see that in these verses, which was talking about a war between the people of Shimon and Yehuda, and Binyamin, etc. So they treated their brothers properly. So for your enemies you shall go. That if they fall into your hand, you don't have to have mercy on them. The verses say, they continue and say, that your heart should not become weak. You shouldn't be afraid, you shouldn't be shaking, etc. Your heart should not become weak. Because of the neighing, the braying, of the horses, and the sharpening of the swords. Don't be afraid of the clanging of the shields together, and the stamping of the shoes of the soldiers. Don't be afraid, don't shake from the sound of the trumpets. Don't be afraid of the sound of the cries of the people yelling. Because Hashem, your God, goes with you. They come with the success or with the power of man, of flesh and blood. But you come with the power and the success of Hashem. The Philistines came with the power of Goliath. What was in the end with him? He fell on the sword. And his whole nation, they all fell along with him. 
The, the children of Ammon, they, they came with the power of Shovach. Maha Yosef, what was the end with him? If he fell on the sword, and they all fell along with him, his whole nation. But you, you're not like that. Hashem, your God, goes with you in order to fight with you, etc. So what does that mean? Hashem goes to fight with you? This is reference to the fact that the, the ark itself would go along with the people of Israel. So therefore, since the ark was going along with them, so Hashem was constantly with them. So now we begin the Gemara. My Ka'amar. What do we mean that we say when the verse is Vidiber? So that teaches us that it was in Hebrew. This is what it means. Shenemar Vidiber. It says Vidiber. Elsewhere it says Moshe Daber. That Moshe would speak Velokim. Yanunim Bekal. Hashem would respond to him with a voice. It's just like over there. By Moses it says that it was in Hebrew. So and it says the word Diber. Afkan Belashon HaKadosh. So over here it's in Hebrew as well. So the Mashuach Mohammed, this priest who's saying this, this whole speech to the Jews... So he says it in Hebrew. Tanar We learned in a brayso. V'nigash hakohen v'diber al ha'am. The kohen shall come and he will speak to the nation. Yachal kol kohen sheyirtsu. You might think it could be any kohen that decides that he wants to. Tamar lomar. That's the word. That's why the verse says v'diber hashoytrim. And the officers speak. Mashoytrim b'mamuna. Just like the officers have to be someone who are appointed. Afkohen b'mamuna. So to the kohen, the priest that we're talking about that's speaking has to be appointed. Vayma kohen goyel. Maybe it has to be the high priest. So it has to be someone who's similar to one of these officers. Just like an officer has someone who's above him. So to the, the priest that we're talking about has someone above him as well. The Gemara says, wait, the high priest also has someone above him. He has the king. So we mean no. Just like the shoter, the policeman, has someone who's above him in his work, so too over here. So the high priest is not good because even though the king's above him, nevertheless, there's no one in his line of work who's above him. The Ema Skan. So why don't we say it's the one who's who's the backup for the high priest? Skan Lavamunhu. No, the backup for the high priest is not appointed. The Tanya, as we learned in Abraisa, Amar Bichanina Skan Hakoyanim. Bichanina says that the backup for the Kohen, Lama Lama Skan Mamuna, what is he appointed for? Shem Irabai Psul, the Kohen Gadol, Nichnas Mishamish Tachtov. That if something bad happens, if something happens to the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and he can't serve, so this guy takes over for him. But he's not actually, doesn't have an appointment until the high priest can't serve. So therefore, it's not considered that he's appointed yet. So therefore, you have to appoint someone specifically to be the Mashuach Muhammad, this guy, this high, this priest who's going to speak to the Jews. So he would say to them, Hero Israel. Why does it change, explains the Marsha, why does it change that we are all of a sudden saying it in singular form, Shema Israel? Before and after, we're saying it, we're talking to many people, to plural form, before and after. So but here, all of a sudden, in the middle, it skips, it changes to singular form. Why does it do that? Shema is talking to one person. Amr even if you have only fulfilled saying Kriya Shema, accepting upon yourselves the yoke of heaven in the morning and the evening, so that's enough to save you that you shouldn't be given over into their hands. And Hashem, since you accepted upon yourself Hashem, so Hashem is going to take care of you. Don't let your hearts become weak, don't fear, etc. Tanarabana, we learned in the Brisa, He speaks to them twice. One time before they actually leave the to go to war, and one when they get to the war itself. Before they leave, what does he say? We turn the page to the Mambez Mabez, to page 42b. It says here like this, Listen to my words, all those who have gathered for war, and go back. Because there are different people who are allowed to leave the war, the scene of the war. They're allowed to go home if they've just built a new house, or if they've just married a woman, or they've just planted a grapevine. So they're allowed to go back. 
But Muhammad who what does he say at the war itself? Do not weaken your hearts, don't be afraid. Why does he say these four different ways of saying it? They correspond to the four different things that the Goyim do. Magifin, they make the noise, they clang their shields, umirian, and they blow on the trumpets, tzvachin, they call, they're making noise, remsin, and they make their horses bray. Plishtim ba'u b'nitzchina shogolias The Philistines, they came with the power of Goliath, etc. Goliath, Amar b'yechanan, why was his name Goliath? Sha'amad b'gilui panamath nekadosh baruchu. It's a lesson of Gilui. He revealed himself. What does it mean? Because he said a thing. He said something with audacity towards Hashem. Shanemar, as the verse says, Choose yourself someone and let him come down upon me. And this is reference to Hashem. He was saying, he was starting up with Hashem. He was saying, let Hashem come and try to fight me. Shanemar, as the verse says, The verse refers to Hashem as a man of war. So I'm going to make him have his downfall through, through the son of a man. Shanemar's verse says, David was the son of this man from Ephras. In three different places, Goliath caught himself with his own mouth. To that evil person. The first place is, Choose yourselves a man and let him come down on me. And so he said, he said, come, let him come down on me, meaning he's going to conquer me. Another place it says, If he can, if he wants to fight me, then he'll strike me. The government, etc. So he said the guy's going to strike him. The third thing is that which he said to David himself, Am I a dog that you came to strike me with your sticks? So a third time he, he cursed himself in a certain sense. So the Gemara asks, So David also said to him, You're coming to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin. So the Gemara answers, no. So he wasn't saying any curse, but he was saying, as opposed to me, David would. David then said, I'm coming to you in the name of Hashem, meaning David was saying, you've got nothing. You think you have something. You think you are powerful because you've got a sword and you've got a spear and you've got some kind of javelin. I'm coming to you with Hashem's name. I'm going to be the one to conquer you. The thing that you have made an embarrassment of, the name of Hashem. The verse says that the Philistine, Goliath, the Goliath, he would come out every evening and morning. Why does it say evening and morning? Because he wanted to stop them from saying Shema both in the morning and in the evening because he knew, like we mentioned just before, that the power of Goliath, or the power of the people of Israel is by their accepting upon themselves uh, Hashem's dominion. So he tried to stop them. And he was there for 40 days. So this corresponds to the 40 days that the people of Israel waited for the Torah. So because of those 40 days that they had to wait, so the, the Torah was pushed off, so to speak, for 40 days. So those 40 days gave him power. That's what Rashi says. It says this man, whatever exactly it means, we're going to explain. He left, he went out, from the encampment of the Philistines. My Benaim, what does it mean, Benaim? Amrav, Rav says, that he was cleaned out of any kind of blemish, and he was perfect, physically. He was only the middle in strength and in size of his brothers, meaning he had brothers who were larger and smaller than him. The Beir Bishila says, he was built like a building. He was built. Amar, Barmea, Papi, Vchad, Nanoi. 
that he was the son of a hundred fathers and only one actual person who actually gave birth to him. Rashi explains that his mother, so on the night that, that he was conceived, so she had relations with a hundred different men, and only one of them actually conceived him. The Goliath Shmoy, his name was Goliath, Migas, he came from the Gas. What does that mean? Tani Rav Yosef, Shakol Doshanis Imoy, Kigas, that many people, they had relations with her, just like the many people that come to a wine press to press the grapes. The word is written, the caves, but we read it, the the encampment of the Philistines. So he left, it sounds like he left the caves. What does that mean? This is reference to the fact that many different men had had relations with his mother again. The verse says, In two different places, it refers to the same person, which is Orpa, who was the other daughter-in-law besides for Rus, to Noam, to Nomi. So there's an argument between Rav and Shmuel. What was her name? Was it Harpa or was it Orpa? With a hay or with an ayin? So Chad Amar Harpa Shma. Her name was Harpa. So why did it? Why was she also called Orpa with an ayin? She called Orphanoisa Meachare. That afterwards it seems so she was not very chaste. And then when she came back from Nomi, so she allowed herself, she allowed anyone who wanted to have relations with her to have relations with her, and they would have relations with her from the other side, from the back. Her name was really Arpa with an ayin. So why was she referred to as Harpa with a hay? She called Harifos. That all people they had relations with her, just like Harifos. Harifos are pieces, small pieces of ground chit of ground wheat. That's what the verse says. This woman took, she spread out the screen on top of the pit, and she spread out upon it the ground wheat. So we see the word harifa means ground wheat, so she was treated like ground wheat, meaning she had relations with many men. Another place that we can see it from is from the following verse, Here again we see that the word harifos means ground wheat. And the end of the post is ba'eli, that's the, the handle of the thing that you're using to smash the wheat. These four were born to Harpa, the Gas, in this place called Gas, and they fell in the hands of David, and in the hands of his servants. who are they? So these were the four people that were killed by David and his and his uh, servants. So now we continue. They fell in the hands of David, and his servants. The verse says, uh, she kissed her father-in-law, Orpa. Rus Davkaba, but Rus Ruth stayed with her. Amar Bishchak Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Bishchak said that Hashem said, "Yavo bnei Hanashuka v'yiplu biyad bnei Hadvuka." Let the sons of those of the one who kissed come and fall in the hands of the sons of the one who stu- stuck to her. Darsh Rava Bishchar Arba Demois in the reward for the four tears. Shaharida Arpa Al Chamaisa that she she shed upon her. On her mother-in-law, so she merited the four very mighty people came out of her. She numbers the verse says, they raised their voices, and they cried again. So you see that she cried twice, and she has two eyes. So it's a total of four tears. So therefore, in those four tears, the merit of those four tears, she had four very powerful descendants. It says in the verse, but we read it that his spear was made out of wood. So why does it write a chetz? Amar b'yelazer, b'lazer says, Chetz means half, chatzi. 
because it's teaching us that we didn't even get to half of the praises of that evil person. Mikan, from here we learn that you're not allowed to say the praises of evil people. The Gemara asks, why do we start talking about his praises at all? Because the reason that we said anything about him is to tell you the praise of David HaMelech that he was able to overcome such a powerful person. And all he did was use the name of Hashem. He trusted in Hashem. That's the power that he had. The children of Ammon came with the power of Shovach, etc. It says in two different places his name in two different ways. One place it says Shovach, one says it says Shovach. Rav Shmuel. So we have Rav Shmuel. Chad Amar Shovach Shemoy. One says that his name is actually Shovach. So why is his name referred to as Shovach? He's made like a bird's nest. One says his name is Shavach. Why was he called Shavach? Whoever would see him would be poured out from him. He would knock him out, just like a pitcher. The verse says, in regards to the soldiers of Nebuchadnezzar, that they were very, very mighty. Rav Shmuel. So we have Rav Shmuel. And there are those who say that it was Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi. One says that when they would send out their arrows, so they would make groups upon groups of dead bodies, meaning they were very, very good at killing people. You might think that they're only good at waging war from a distance. Who says that they're good, that they're strong? That's why the verse says that they were also strong. They could also beat people up if they had to. And then one said, no. Then what does it mean? It's saying that when they needed to use the facilities, when they had to defecate, so they would make a tremendous amount of defecation. You might think that this is because there's something wrong with them, they were sick. So that's why the verse says that no, they were strong. Mori says, from here we see, someone who has a lot of defecation, so there must be something wrong, he must be sick. What's the difference? Whether this guy has to go and make sure to get himself some kind of refuah, some kind of medicines. If a person has some kind of worry in his heart, he should speak it out. So here too, the reason we bring all these things is because we have this argument between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, or in the other cases it was Shmuel and Rav, I believe. One says that he speaks to himself. Right? That's, if you have a worry, you gotta speak it out. You gotta even speak it out to yourself. And the other one says, no, you have to speak it out to others. We'll continue from here in the next daily daf.